food has always been a part of the, my family. For the last few years, quite a few years, you've, bringing the food to the people. Yeah. Um, doing like, you know, corporate events, mm-hmm. but really bringing the food to the people. Yeah. Being mobile, I think is new. it's the newest thing to kind yeah. of just be, you know, go to the people. Because as we know, homes are an investment. You you yeah. purchase that home, you put into the home with hopes of getting back. Mm-hmm. So it's just like an investment. You put money in, you get money out. It's a great business. Mm-hmm. Um, you're helping hundreds of people if you're lucky. But um, it does take patience. It does take time and it does take a helpful heart. Um, because if you're coming and doing it for the money, you're not going to succeed. The, the point of serving is definitely the first step. Yeah. And you have to like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Anything you enjoy doing, you're going to be successful at. Want to be a guest on our show? We're always looking for entrepreneurs, business owners, side hustlers and career shifters that are willing to share their life and business experiences, strategies, lessons learned, and pitfalls to avoid with our listeners. If you would like to be considered as a guest on an upcoming episode, email us at empower716 at gmail.com and include your contact information along with background information about your business and share what value you can add to our listeners. Want to stay up to date with Empower 716? Don't forget to share. Click here in the right-hand corner of the video and follow button below so you can see the upcoming episodes live on your news feed. Find Empower 716 on LinkedIn Live, YouTube, Facebook, and other audio platforms. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Empower 716. This is uh, Rob Larry. I am your host. This is a podcast dedicated to entrepreneurs, business owners, side hustlers, career shifters, those who are committed to growing their life and business. And, you know, this is a place uh, where we have showcased, highlighted uh, business owners and, and entrepreneurs in Western New York, especially those uh, of color, because I think it's important to highlight our stories. Our entrepreneur journeys need to be told because you know what? It actually helps other people. When you hear the grind, the hustle that it takes to uh, start your business, to start uh, your product or give out your service, I think it's important to go and learn and grow from other people. And you also can learn from their mistakes as well. So uh, this is a place uh, in Power 706. This is what it's all about. And so I'm really uh, excited to have uh, this young man in the building, in the house, uh, Gregory A. Crenshaw. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Who is Gregory A. Crenshaw? Well, uh, my name is Gregory Crenshaw. I am the owner and operator of Crenshaw's Chicken and Waffles. I started up about... uh, about four, three and a half, four years ago. And okay. um, since then, it's kind of been taken off. So um, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I'm used to grinding hard. Mm. So that's who Gregory Crenshaw is. I'm, I'm a grinder. I'm, I work hard. Okay, I love it. So I want to know, uh, I like to go back to the foundation of, of individuals' life to kind of see, did you see other entrepreneurs, business owners in, in within your circle growing up? Uh, some. Yeah, um, kind of like around the time of like high school, I seen like a lot of promoters, like party promoters, yeah, and stuff like that at the time, um, but not a lot. Mm. So nobody to really just go to and tap in and try to get information from. Yeah, did you think you were gonna be at this place? Or was this kind of like your first pursuit of like far as career goal that you were kind of going out there? No, I actually, um, I went to Buff State for broadcasting communications. Shout out to Buff State. I'm also a Buff State graduate. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, and the plan was to um, be behind the, you know, be behind the camera. Mm. Um, kind of start taking up photography. Yeah. It was a passion of mine. So I still do photography as well uh, here and there when the schedule allows. But um, really... Um, 
Sorry, I got off a little bit. Oh, you're fine. No. Question. I'm sorry. So, what uh, this was, was this your per, your first pursuit? So you said you got into uh, communications, broadcasting, communication and broadcasting. So photography was really like the start of things. Just mm. wanting to be my own boss, my, you know, being an entrepreneur that started taking off. I was started to do all different type of photography. I didn't limit myself to just mm. um, like one genre of photography. Now, how did the, the food come in? Because going from photography, broadcasting, communication behind the, the camera uh, to food. Now, where did that passion come from? Food has always been a part of the, my family. Yeah. Um, my mom, she, she's known for her chicken and her lasagna. Every time <laughs> she, she actually moved out of town. So every time she would come back, people would, you know, friends and family would ask, hey, you know, are you going to make some chicken <laughs> before you leave? Are you going to make up some lasagna? So food, I love to eat. The actual like chicken and waffles just came one day. Um, mm. And ever since then, I've just been trying to perfect the recipe and just kind of think of new ways to kind of get it out there. Now, did you go things. to any professional schooling for, for cooking? No. Um, wow. I took a couple courses. Yeah. I would say, like, you know, like in high school, you take home, home ed. Yeah. Um, I think t- I took a, I did take at Bub State a couple like um, electives, uh, culinary electives, but nothing that really um, pushed me to yeah. get done. Once I realized how much time I was really putting into um, my um, my job. Yeah working OT or you know over a lot of overtime mm-hmm. and missing family events you know I figured that mm. the time could be better spent building a legacy and a brand for myself yeah something to leave my children that's dope man so then tell me uh, a little bit about chicken and waffles like what what's so different about about your business well I guess the consistency of the flavors Hmm. Um, along with the customer service, I really um, try to our best to make sure that um, our customer service is on point. Pretty okay. much, um, I realize some businesses lack that. Yes, uh, they may have good food, but customer service. I know we you can't please everybody, but we try our best. You know, if mm-hmm. anything ever was to arise. So, now did you actually did you? do any kind of pre so did you sell food before like i know some people sell food out of their house or, or different uh, venues so did you do that before to kind of do a trial yes yeah, so pretty much yes we got started right out right out out of our house um uh right when the pandemic hit so it was wow. right at the perfect time where a lot of restaurants was closed down so, yeah um word of mouth like you said travels very fast mm-hmm. and um people started to um come show love pretty much and um, support. Now I want to know, I want to ask you the real, the realness question, because when you start something and then you start seeing like, you know, like you just said, you were selling food during the the pandemic. Like when you know, like, I want to know what, what was your mindset? Like, Oh, this is, this is making me some, some, some revenue and uh, I can hire other people to help and, and things of that nature. Like how, how was that moment? So once I realized I had a product and people were really getting started to get behind the product and it made me want to do it even more. The passion grew, Mm. fire kind of, you know, really got, you know, started to stir up a lot more. Um, Then I started to see that um, I could, I didn't have to work as hard and I wasn't Mm. really working. It really started to just, it was a part of what I was doing. Yeah. It really started to, like I said, the passion really started to burn. It started to come together. Like, um, if somebody would have said that I would be doing this when I was younger, I wouldn't probably believe them, you know, so to be able to do what I love, um, and at the, feedback that is coming back, you know, that's, you know, that I'm receiving is, is great. So right now I have, um, pretty much a, like a part-time staff mm-hmm. so um as we start to right, right now i'm kind of working well not kind of i'm working on our food trailer so wow. once that is uh, up and running i would love to employ um from the community nice um and get things really rolling with that so that i can be out and still kind of run right now i'm cooking out of our church mm-hmm. so we are renting space from our church uh emmanuel temple Nice, um, Pastor Jason Whitaker. So shout out to Jason; he's a great guy. Yes, he's actually my uncle as well. So oh, is he okay? Yeah. So he allowed the opportunity once he started to see what I was doing at the house. 
um, and give me uh, somewhat of a you know a platform to kind of grow the business, the nice. audience, and um, from there, like I said, it just started to take off. No, uh, what advice would you uh, give other entrepreneurs? Because I, I'm really inspired by your story because I think it takes a huge leap of faith to you know go to school for something like you said photography broadcasting communications and then you know spark something that you know you said you you had a passion for but wasn't really didn't really see it go into where it was where you have today what what advice would you give to those inspiring uh, entrepreneurs um really just never give up mm. follow your dreams um even if you tell somebody your dreams and they don't see it yeah um pray about it mm. i'm still struggling trying to figure out which way i should go with certain things so yeah. i try to pray about things mm. in my man, man of faith so i try to pray about things and um and mm. move that way i want you to kind of share you know not in detail but how do you block out some of the naysayers because i know during your path you probably say well there's a lot of people doing this or you know don't start that it's too risky how did you handle some of that Honestly, it's hard. Um, I think I would be a little bit further than where I am now mm. if I just kind of really jumped out there on faith and just yeah. let God work. Yeah. Um, fear of the unknown. Mm. So, and then just listening to people. Um, yeah. You know, our, a generation. I'm only I'm 32. So before us, people would say, "You work a nine to five. Yeah. Put your 20 years in, 25 years in, get a pension." So entrepreneurship really wasn't, yeah. you know, it was a side, you know, entrepreneurship by itself wasn't really like pushed. Yeah. Um, it was more so work this nine to five, do your side, you know, do, do your thing on the side, your side hustle. Mm. So um, pushing past all that really is really coming to fruition now. Yeah. Like it's really pushing now and I'm really seeing things that I could really, how big this really could be. And it's great how God works when you when you put your trust in them and just like uh, things that you like you said, fear kind of just entraps us to, to not really fully giving ourselves to God and allowing the vision that he puts into our life to say, OK, this, let's go full throttle with this in regards to helping other entrepreneurs. Give some advice on how do you handle the challenges, because there's a lot of barriers of starting your business. Um, that many people just turn away and give up beyond just the naysayers, but some of the processes, some of the, the layers of, like you said, you, you you had a connection with, you know, individuals to be able to give you space or to lease out different spaces. Talk about some of the challenges and still, despite of those challenges, pursuing your goal. Um, not having the necessary resources, really. Mm. So um, I was blessed with the opportunity to join a uh a program called E for All yes. Buffalo, yeah, um, and they have allowed me or helped me push past those fears as mm. well, and um, step on my comfort zone a little. I mean, a lot actually. Yeah. So uh, the program allows you to get. It's a free program. Um, it's a year, uh, one year. You get three mentors um, along with some um, business accelerator courses. Yeah. That's and, dope. Uh, it's built connections. So mm. that has helped me um, kind of get past those hurdles. Wow. And I think that's important. You, and that, that that piece, and I think in every area of our life, is to surround yourself with different mentors, people who are have been doing this. And for people of color, I think we we know that we have to, we have extra barriers. And I won't say extra, but I will say uh, more barriers than maybe the average entrepreneur. And we almost have to go out and seek the information and find the individuals who are doing those things in order, like you said, to help build the resources. Because I think the more people you have that are doing more like minded people that you grab and can help you navigate so that you don't feel alone. Um, go, you want to say it's yeah. hard for our people because it's like after they have gotten to where they have. They don't share that information sometimes. Um, yeah, I did. You know, I didn't talk to try to talk. I reach out to too many people um, as I started to get into the business. Yeah. Just because I kind of already knew, you know, people I don't know. They people just don't kind of show the way. Yeah. Um, 
I hear that very is is that's been a consistent message that's been on most of our our episodes that the lack of of sharing and I think um, I was reading something regarding like uh, it was something that was related to scarcity and basically people believing that there's not enough and so if you realize that there's if you operate in an abundance that you know that there's enough money out there for everybody there's enough resources enough opportunities. Yes that it doesn't put me in a bad position to reach out to you and give you information and share like, hey, this is this may be helpful for you. I mean, it doesn't take anything away from me because there's just so much opportunity. And I wish, you know, just encourage our, you know, if you are listening and if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, bring somebody under your wing, share your information and, and that it just doesn't be it's not withheld because I think it's always, I think I agree with you too in this piece is that it's hard to reach out to people because sometimes one is that you feel really, it's hard enough to ask somebody for help that process, but then how is it going to be received of like, uh, I don't want to give this up. I don't want to share this process because it may help somebody else. And I just hope that we can get out of that mindset um, to help somebody your business. I want to talk about where it's located and anything that you got coming up for our specials um, going on for your business? So right now we're located at 701 Kensington mm-hmm. Avenue in the Buff- uh, city of Buffalo, New York. Um, at Eman- uh, The church is called Emmanuel Temple. Right now we're working on our food trailer. So once that is up and running, mm. hopefully people start seeing us around the town. Nice. Start making some noise. Nice. So, um, outside of that right now, nothing that um, that I have just okay. that's, you know, like I don't have any specials that I'm that I have currently. Running. Yeah. But um, I would love for everybody. If you've never tried chicken and waffles before, definitely. We would love to be your first. I've run into quite a few people who said they never tried chicken and waffles together. So yeah. that, you know, that's we've got we've gotten reviews received reviews from people who tried chicken and waffles like for the first time so that feedback alone mm. has been very um inspiring to keep going um let us know that we're doing something right something right now is it the sauce and i don't you don't give too much but is, is it like what what's what's different because I've, I've tried a couple chicken and waffles no disrespect to other restaurants and i, I wasn't too impressed um because it depends on the chicken and uh the waffle so what, what's special what is there any special sauce you got what, what, what you got going on um, over there <laughs> so as far one of our sauces is uh for the, that people like to dip their chicken in is our honey cajun sauce mm. um just kind of whipped that out one day me and one of my boys we were uh, kind of we grill well he grills a lot more yeah. than i do but we were grilling we cooked chicken wings and cr- kind of created these different flavors and things for chicken wow. Um, for our chicken wings, different things like that. Um, so um, then I created this, uh, one of our sauces called our slap sauce, which mm. was kind of named by the customers. <laughs> uh, they started Just slap you crazy. Yeah, they kept, they kept saying, yo, this, yo, this, slaw, this sauce slaps. So yeah. after hearing that quite a few bit, of, you know, quite a few kind of just adapted, <laughs> you know, to that, to that name. So um, really what makes it different, I don't know. I'm, we, we're cooking with love. Mm. Um, with, a, with some good little, you know, some herbs and some seasons. Yeah. So, in the like I said, uh, like you mentioned, the customer service. So yeah. we try, like I said, to we try our best to, you know, make everybody make feel. Yeah. You know. I like that. What? Uh, where do you, where do you see? What's what's the vision? You know, without giving too much detail, like where do you see this going in in a few years? Um, I see a, a brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, more of a takeout, possibly a sit down. Um, definitely, probably multiple food trucks. Nice. Um, and traveling. Now I want to know because this is obviously your industry now. The food trucks. Um, I see a lot of companies going in that direction. What, what do you see out there as far as like the, the market in this industry for food trucks? Is that kind of like the trend now because it's more convenient for people to have, you know, accessible restaurants? Maybe I can't make it to, you know, chicken and waffles place to your place, you know, cross town. And so if I know that you're, you're going to be mobile, it's more you know accessible to me. Is that kind of the trend you're seeing around? I Yes. For the last few years. Quite a few years, you 
is bringing the food to the people. Yeah. Um, doing like you know corporate events, mm-hmm. but really bringing the food to the people. Yeah. You're stationary when you're at a you know your brick and mortar, so that's why I didn't just I don't want to just stay. Yeah. Because you you know. Yeah. It's gonna be stuck there. People want you know people come where the food is. Yeah. But being mobile, I think is new. It's the newest thing to kind of yeah. just be, you know, go to the people. I want to encourage you for for those who are in Western New York to make sure um, you stop by, support uh, Crenshaw's Chicken and Waffles. Um, and you've been you said for a year as a businessman for. Well, we started we started about uh, close to four years. Four ago. years, wow! But the business has been you know an LLC for probably about a year now. So, so and that's something else I would tell people getting started getting an LLC or just getting go a, ahead yeah um, getting the paperwork yeah our people you know we say <laughs> we don't want to go in our business go ahead it, stop it it hinders you from doing a lot of stuff doing yeah. a lot of stuff um, or being able to tap into certain things yeah um, you wait like if I would have really got the LLC or DBA back when we first got started. I would have loans and different things like that to help yeah. move to the next level mm. easier. That's what hold our holds us up. Yeah. Because we try to push things off and say, you know, when I really make when I start making money, but if you really believe in yourself and you keep pushing, you know. I love I'm glad you mentioned that part because I think the the transparency of you saying that um is important because I think we as a people, our community you mentioned the pieces that you, you this will be helpful for you on your journey. Make sure you get your paperwork. Make sure you get these things in order. That's going to put you in a better position far as like loans and grants and, and different people, even different partnerships to support you in your vision. Um, and I think for the program, I think is E for all that, you you know, I think you had to do presentations and you yes. do some of that. So that talk about that experience, because how did that help you? Uh push me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like I said, I normally don't <laughs> talk and, you know, I'm normally behind and yeah. I mean, I talk, but you know, it, it's different. Yeah. The presentation, um, actually having to, uh, being out of school for quite some time, you yeah. know, having to actually sit down and got a lot of life stuff that's going on. So, mm-hmm. um, if you're really serious about taking your business to the next level, that's a, um, a program that you, you should be tapping into. Yeah. Especially because they're there to help. I really, I really do appreciate you stopping by because one, we didn't know each other, and I did, like I said, I just knew you from from social media and word of mouth, and and just by you you have having this conversation. Again, I I love people who are just transparent about where they are because anybody can get up and say I'm an entrepreneur, business owner, and I have it all together. And the fact like you're still learning the process, like I'm, I'm growing, I'm still getting this, I'm still getting pieces together. I'm still put, you know, getting out of my comfort zone. And I think that's where where people learn the most. Like, you, you know that I got all of us, including me, I got things to learn. I got places to grow and I'm just about making my business one step at a time and I'm growing it. And I think that is those stories that people gravitate to because I think it's authentic it's real. I can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's why I think this this platform is so important because I probably would have never heard your story. Um, and I'm glad that you, you got out your comfort zone and, 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 and doing it because I think people, just like you said, as you were learning along the way, um, not to be able to hear those stories uh, leaves us at a disadvantage and to, to have you come on and talk about your journey um, is important because then when people see your business out there, they know like, yeah, I can relate to what you're doing, um, which is so important. So I really appreciate you taking out the time to come on the show and, and share your journey. Um, Not to, I want to thank you yeah. for having this platform for to help us push the, the agenda yeah. you know, to kind of get our businesses out there. So thank you yeah. for taking the time because I know it's not easy. <laughs> no, not at <laughs> all. <laughs> so, so, yeah, thank you. And if you are listening, watching on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube, make sure you like, share, comment. It doesn't cost you much to share. You know why? Because not only 
when you share, when you comment, it helps with not only the algorithm, but it helps get the message. Again, these stories need to be told. And sometimes we don't have the platforms. You get a soundbite of a two second soundbite of someone telling their story. But I think it's important that if you are encouraged or inspired by this message today, I want you to make sure you share uh, this with someone else because you never know who will get it. And if it's one person, I think we've done our job that can say, you know what? I was thinking about starting my business, but I've been discouraged. But I, I heard the story today um, and I have some thing to do for myself and for my community. And one thing I love about every guest and I mean, every guest has been on the show and I, I don't uh, I count this as I'm really grateful for this is that every guest has been on the show is invested in the community. I think it's as a businessman and entrepreneur, it's easy for you to say, I want to, you know, get money and I want to take care of my own family, uh, myself. But then there's another thing to say, I want to take care of not only those necessary things, but also my community, which is important. And I think when, um, People are willing to learn. They're willing to network with other people, share their information, share their stories. Um, that's important uh, for any business to grow because I think you're gonna you you reap what you sow, and if you sow good things, I think it all comes back to you. So we have MMB uh, Realty Group in the house. So I want to have each of you introduce yourself. So I'm Tamika Collins Murphy. Um, I am one of the M's at MMB. I'm the Murphy. Um, unfortunately, Mia um, Mutri is not able to join us today because her daughter's graduating. Shout out to um, Mia. UB, yeah. So shout out to Mia. And then. And I'm Rose. Rosalind Bergen. I am the B of the MMB. And um, I am the broker of the MMB. Awesome. I've talked a little bit to to Rosalind about, you know, my my uh, journey in real estate. Um and I'm always interested in hearing other real estate individuals in in the business and so forth. Um but I believe um cuz people ask me like, you know, sharing and you don't want to share information. I hear that a lot different people who are, uh, you know, maybe in the same industry as you you don't share or you don't invite them into your space because I think you can learn a lot from different people. And so um, when I see other agents, especially people of color um, in the real estate industry, I think it's important to have that connection. It's important to support each other. Um, but I'm intrigued by, because I know both of you started, you know, been in this business for a long time. And I want you to kind of share each of your journeys on how you got to the point of this partnership and um, where you are. So I'll start with you. Okay. So um, I've been in real estate now a little over 10 years. So um, only 10 years. I thought it was more than that. No, nope, wow. only 10 years. Um, and it's been a journey. So yeah. um, I started off with one of the bigger companies um, that, and I was there for about six years, um, got a lot of education, met a lot of great people in the industry. Um, and then actually that's where I met Mia. Mm. Um but a mutual friend, we worked in the same office and we didn't know each other at the mm. time. We were both part time. So our, our hours were different when we were in the office. But a mutual friend kind of said, hey, do you know such and such? I met Mia and we kind of hit it off and we had the same ideals, same goals and just wanted to educate our community. Wow. So um, maybe about a year after I met Mia, we kind of joined forces and became Mutri and Murphy, the Mutri and Murphy team. Um, from that point, Mia, I think she had a deal with you, Roz, and Roz at that time, and I'll let you tell your story, <laughs> but Roz at that time was a manager at another bigger firm. Mm -hmm. So Mia said, hey, we should go and meet with her. And I'm like, okay, Mia, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not leaving where I'm at. Yeah. You know, um, I sat down and met Roz, which I've never met her, but I've seen her signs everywhere. And I tell her the story all the time. Just like people see our signs and say yeah. we're going to do real estate. I seen Roz's sign so many times and I'm like, you know, I want to be a real estate agent mm. like this lady. So it was only fate that God put her and Mia together and then put the three of us in a room. And from that point, I think the next day <laughs> we were like, we're going over and we're going to be with Roz. Wow. And that's how 
you know, we first met and then we'll tell you after I <laughs> tells her story how we came to be. That's dope. So I've um, been in the real estate industry for this is my 15th year. Wow. And um, just like me and Tamika with one of the other bigger companies, but a different one. And after doing, I, we had a deal together too. You just don't remember. It probably, <laughs> it probably was one of my very first deals. <laughs> but I also had a deal with Mia and it was, um, it was really a good transaction. And then I started seeing Mia and Tamika mm-hmm. and we just kind of connected, uh, you know, you should come to this place. Mm-hmm. And I convinced yeah. him to just come in and sit down and have a conversation with myself mm-hmm. and my manager at the time. And we became, we joined that company. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a year, two years went by. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what connected us yeah. in the MMB industry. Like there was actually going to be four partners. Uh-huh. Uh, we ended up with three yeah and it's it's a partnership where each one of us brings something to the table and it really makes like for one whole Mm. and you mentioned not sharing um we know that sharing is what makes us successful yes me and tamika started doing workshops sharing the whole home ownership And their workshop went from a small number. From like five I stepped in to help them. Mm -hmm. They were over 200 people at at a workshop. Wow. So that sharing makes you stronger. And that's one of the things in our industry and with our people Mm -hmm. that we need to not be afraid of. Right. Because there's enough real estate out there for all of us. There's there's definitely enough. I want to know... Uh, you mentioned why it's so important, but is that a key component of of MMB Realty Group? Yeah. So MMB was started um, on our foundation of building the community up and building mm-hmm. generational wealth. So we knew going into the business that um, there was going to be some work behind us. You yeah. know, it, it wasn't going to come easy because we still had so many people to educate yeah. out in the community. Um so a lot of times we say we kind of work for free, mm-hmm. you know, so it goes back to, you know, you do what you love. You're never working a day in your life. And it's not all about the money with us. Yeah. I mean, because we've done we've done so many um, and I'm not going to say favors, but there's been, you know, deals that we had to take losses on. But it's because our sellers or buyers wasn't aware of, you know, the process that they had to do, even with us telling them mm. they left key components out and yeah. it's just kind of like, okay, well we have to get them. So we're not going to take a commission here or yeah. we're not going to take a commission there. So it's, I mean, it's a task. Mm. Um, we're still, even, even with that component of having to, you know, help people and potentially mm-hmm. not get paid. It's still, um, it still sits on our hearts that, you know, we have to help the community. Mm. We have to get people to either those home ownership seminars or, yeah. you know, bring them in for a one-on-one or, you know, even with the sellers. A lot of people think purchasing a home, they purchase it and they got to stay in it for 30 years. Right. That's not, you know, and, yeah. and these are these are conversations I think we have multiple times a day. A day. Mm. And now with the company and newer agents, we kind of. You know, we were kind of educating our agents on how to educate the community and how to educate their buyers or sellers at that point, too. Mm, I love it. I want to go back to the process of both of you being in the business for 10 years, you in the business for 15 years. The I guess the mindset of where you were when you wanted to just take that jump to now being under, uh, you know, a large brokerage to now all three of you jumping on having this partnership because it's one thing kind of to step out on your own because you're like okay this is all i got but then the risk of the partnership piece yeah uh, so i want to talk about that journey because i think it's important that how that that jump and and where you were mentally and so forth a couple of things um even to take when you say take that step yeah so there i there was a uh diana carroll years ago 
and um, even Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. There was they both had similar sayings, and I can't quote for word, but what I got out of it is, if they don't see you at their table, yeah, you create your own. Mm-hmm. So here we are in an industry that's major. Our people need to be educated. We're doing well. Yeah. And that education part is going along. I mean, me and Tamika were doing a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. You know, me, it was more one person at a time. Yeah. But the um, coming together to say, I can help you with you. I helped them with their seminar and we mm-hmm. weren't um, in the same company or we, were we in the same Not at the time. The first one was not the same company mm. but it was I could see what they were doing. Yeah. And we invited agents and Roz was one of the agents that we invited but just to go back to what you said, yeah. a lot of agents don't like to share. Yeah. So when we started our seminars, Mia and I made it a point to also invite other agents to come mm. to the seminar so that they can learn what we're learning because every seminar was different. Right. But we had kind of like a lot of slack on that where agents just kind of felt like, you know, we're not going to your seminar. Yeah. But it wasn't just our seminar. It's a community, a, a mm-hmm. community seminar. So those agents that came to the seminar, they left with a lot more knowledge than they came with. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they were grateful. And the ones that didn't, I mean, they probably still don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> you know, so. So and that's what brought our team together. Yeah. Because I could see their value. They could see my value. And together... It really is a perfect, mm. in my mind, it's a perfect team. Almost. Yeah. You know, like we each, our, our decision making is if two agree, that's the rule. Yeah. You know, and, and it works well for us. And right. We're doing, you know, we're involved in the community. We're educating, like Tamika said, our agents, we're educating homeowners and I even we've even had a um, a person who was on a rent for rent to own, mm. and you know how I know you yeah. had people say, "Well, can you find me a rent, rent to own? own?" Yeah, mm-hmm. like rent to own. This is tough. Best. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not the best. It's not in your favor. Yeah. And that's what we have, yeah. we tell them. Like I don't touch rent to own. Yeah. And but I just I, this person came to me like with, "I'm ready to buy," mm. and just last week. I rode by her house and she was sitting on the porch. So we worked through, I did her contract. I negotiated with her landlord. I got her um, pre-approved, got her to the point where she could buy the house that she lives in. She was paying $850 a month rent. She is now in her house for $328 a month mortgage. The house that she was in, and she said, "Did you see how my house looks now?" So the house has been completely sided. Mm. Here. That's like excellent. Yeah, house. that is you dope. Know? So, and there was no commission exchange mm. in that. It was just helping, helping out, and and improve the community community because that house on that block, you know, before it needed had peeling paint, needed some work. Now it looks like a brand new house. So those are the things, those are the success stories that are more, that are worth more than the commission. Yeah. And I think it's really good as far as the leadership. I mean, because you, you, all three of you are invested in the community and then obviously having the decision-making power to know uh, where you want your, your, your group to go or your, your company to go as far as, like you said, this may not be a commission, but it's, it's more valuable that we're involved right. in this. What's the uh, the state of real estate right now in Western New York? Ooh, go ahead, Raz. This is crazy. You know, I, <laughs> I, I was going to say that. I thought she was going to say something different. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's very, it's a seller's market. And that's only because there's more buyers out there and I think the reason that there's more buyers is because rent's going up Uh Yeah. but the thing that western New York needs to understand that we're still under the market value and houses our prices are nowhere near any of the other places in the Mm -hmm. country 
Mm-hmm. So as rents go up, you know, I'm talking to people who are paying $1,800 a month for rent. I can find you a house. It, and you have to be patient. Right. Very patient. And we're going to put in <laughs> multiple offers. You know, I've had clients that I've written 25 contracts for. Uh-huh. And and the final walkthrough today when I fell, that was a client <laughs> I wrote 25 <laughs> offers. Wrote 25 contracts and fell. Wow. <laughs> you know, so making it work. And they're they're you know, they had their final walkthrough today. So it it can happen. You just have to have patience. How do you uh, keep your your buyers motivated in this market? Because again, going through that was one of my uh, drawbacks in um, just working with buyers was that they find their the home that they really want, and to tell them, hey, you know what, this is a seller's market. There may be multiple offers. You just don't get attached to this house. But you just talked about you know. 25 offers for um, or putting 25 contracts together for um, your one client. How do you keep somebody motivated to want to go after their dream of owning a house in this market? The whole thing about the end, the the end result, Mm -hmm. the fact that you need to pay your mortgage, not someone else's. Yeah. The fact you need to be in a house, you know, it's building wealth. Your financial picture will look so different once mm-hmm. you're a homeowner. Mm-hmm. So, and if it's meant to be, it will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I probably <laughs> say that over and over mm-hmm. again, you know, and like this client with the 25, probably the most that I've done, but this house is the perfect house for them mm-hmm. because of the layout of the house. It's better than any of the other houses and I was walking through there today it's got new windows the furnace is new the layout because it has a suite for the mom and a separate upstairs area for the daughter Mm. so none of those other houses had that the two bathrooms it's Mm. the perfect house so when it's meant to be it will be Mm. you just have to be patient for sellers should uh just your not your advice, but just with your recommendation. If I was a seller, is this a good time, obviously, for me to sell my house or should I wait? Anytime is a good time mm-hmm. to sell your house. <laughs> I love your response. I love Let's your say that. Yeah, no, but anytime is a good time to sell your house and everyone's circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to cash in, yeah. you know, on your property, because as we know, homes are an investment. You you yeah. purchase that home, you put into the home with hopes of getting back. Mm-hmm. So it's just like an investment. You put money in, you get money out, you know, yeah. the more you take care of your home. Um, but anytime would be a good time. Right now, absolutely. We have tons of buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have sellers out, but we have tons of buyers. And as we all know, once you, you know, if you're selling a house and it's in good condition, good shape is going to go, you know, immediately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take that money. I've had plenty of people sell their homes and they're they're relocating or they're Mm -hmm. retiring. And this pandemic didn't help, you know, so um, you had so many people retiring and now they're they're just done and they're taking from their investment, which are their homes. And they're, you know, relocating, relocating out of state. And yeah, give me some of your advice you would give to people who are looking to jump into this industry. So when I give advice, um, I try not to sugarcoat. (laughs) I try not to sugarcoat. Um, Some people take that, you know, as a thank you. Other Mm -hmm. people think take that as a oh, you just don't want me to be a real estate, (laughs) Um, which I've gotten. Um, But as a young person coming into real estate, um, just know. You know, when you come in, you want to come in with a helpful heart. Mm. It's not. you coming in and you're going to make millions of dollars immediately. There's fees that you have to pay. There's classes that you have to take. There's education. (laughs) And then not only that, but also depending on the company you go to, Mm -hmm. your commission is split in half. And then again with the mentor. So these are things that I kind of help newer agents or if they're calling me, asking me the process, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of go through with them because these are things that wasn't told to me when I came into real estate. So I kind of just 
give the advice that I wish I would have had at the time of coming into real estate. It's a great business. Mm -hmm. Um, You're helping hundreds of people if you're lucky, but um, it does take patience. It does take time and it does take a helpful heart um, because if you're coming and doing it for the money, you're not going to succeed. The the point of serving is definitely the first step. Yeah. And you have to like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Anything you enjoy doing, you're going to be successful at. Yeah. So that's in my, when I talk to newer agents, because one, right off the bat, you don't get paid for 60 days, no matter what you sell, Mm -hmm. if you're lucky. So it, it can't be, all about um, well, how when when do I get paid? Mm-hmm. Right. If you need to be paid weekly. Then this is not the industry for you. Not full time no. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> not you full need time. A weekly check. So I advise. You know, my real estate is broad. Mm-hmm. So there's so many. Whether it's commercial, whether it's property management, whether you want to be an investor. Mm-hmm. So I just tell them. You know, do your research. Do your due diligence. Find out, you know, if you're going to like this because it right. is not. I mean, I think it's lucrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, but for you to be a good agent, you definitely have to be ethical. You have to like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to serve people, mm-hmm. and you're serving all different types of personalities, mm-hmm. looking for different things. And yeah. you have to be a people person. You have to know that in addition to all the things you need to know as a realtor, you also have to have that um, skill of being able to communicate with your clients. And I tell agents all the time, they don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you do not fake it till you make it, but you ask questions and the you know, the whole thing of let me check that out for you and I'll get back to you. Yeah. It's simple. Communicate. Our community is who's, who has supported us and mm-hmm. built us even before we were MMB. Mm-hmm. Um, before it was a team, Mutri and Murphy, yeah. before, you know, Roz came along, before we had that, that conversation. So in the community, they supported us. Mm-hmm. Um, those same communities that supported us were also the communities who didn't realize that they can purchase homes or they mm-hmm. can buy homes. They just thought that, oh, you're you're out there selling homes, you're making millions of dollars. It's not, we, we weren't yeah. making millions of dollars. <laughs> we were just educating. Mm-hmm. So it was important for our community, not only for the older generation, but also for the younger generation to see that, you know, you can do it. It, it can be done, number mm-hmm. one. And number two, it's not just about, you know, us making the money and about our names on the signs or yeah. the newspapers. Yes, those are all good perks, but um, it's more so, you know, getting our community involved mm. with us again because they're the ones that built us up and helped us to get to where we are now. And they have to have a connection to the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The community has to, you know, when we look at the statistics, even. Um, I sent a, um, an article to the team the other day that was done with, I think it was CNN or something, but mm. in this article, they talked about how the percent of blacks that own property compared mm. to the, the percent of whites, and it's like 43% of people of color own their own home compared to 73%. Mm of those you know of the white community so that whole understanding real estate understanding finance Mm -hmm. understanding like you know just last night someone said to me as soon as i save up enough i'm save up enough money i can buy a house it may not be the savings should be saving Mm -hmm. but we want i want you to know we're here so we can have this conversation i told her call me on monday because mm-hmm. you might be waiting, and this was an older person, mm-hmm. so you've probably been waiting all this time to think I gotta save, 
twenty thousand dollars mm-hmm. before I can buy a home. That sounds like me. And, and that's so <laughs> and, yeah. and really that's so many people that feels like, you know, in our community, yeah. they have to have twenty or thirty thousand dollars to buy a home. It would be nice, yeah. but realistically speaking, a lot of us don't have twenty or thirty thousand dollars right. to put towards a home. I've helped people purchase a home with only thirteen hundred dollars with a mm. tax return. You know, it's it's more so about if you can save if you're paying your bills on time you know the banks look at certain things you know um this one person with thirteen hundred dollars they also qualify for you know twenty thousand dollars worth of grants so Mm. a lot of people don't know unless they sit down and ask the questions or sit down and have um have that discussion Mm. because you could be homeowners again twenty thirty thousand dollars is is great but then you're going to be waiting 10 15 20 years and then there's going to be a market like this and now you're going to want to wait another 10 years you know credit is so much so important you know we 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 get that out to the community often credit is important Mm. saving is definitely important um paying bills on time you know so i send um to my clients and they're they'll probably get sick of me (laughs) but when we're going through a process when i sit and have that initial conversation after we finish that i send them monthly that what you should not do when purchasing a home and it's just like a little yep what you should not do when you're you're in the process of purchasing a home and it's like don't co-sign or don't Mm -hmm. go out and you know buy a brand new car don't quit your job don't you know so those 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 things are very helpful because like (laughs) i said my agent at that time i was ready once i got you know the the mortgage approved and i was like okay the furniture i gotta get this i gotta get this and i'm like Hey, hold on don't don't make any big that's purchases that's definitely on there no, no. <laughs> you know and it's cra- it, it's it's really crazy because um people don't think yeah. they, they think okay i'm gonna buy a home now i have to furnish it i have to do this i've had a client she um and this was a couple of years ago um right before the pandemic um whenever the new iphone came out like two years ago <laughs> and one of the things that you know she did was she went and getting a phone got like a new phone mm-hmm. and we were in the process of you know but her credit was run and then she had to put down it, it wasn't just one iphone she got a family plan so mm-hmm. i mean and the but but the point is it's credit being run yep. for things that don't matter because those iphones cost her to not get that house yeah you know so it's it's certain things even to this day like i tell my daughter she's 18 um now and i kind of explained to her you you know things that i again i wish would have been explained to me um foolish purchasing you know um excessive spending paying your bills on time like those things you know those things matter and if someone would have told me when i was 18 man MMB, you'll definitely continue to see billboards. You'll continue to see us in the newspapers, radio ads, and we're continuously growing. Um, you'll definitely see us more in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our heart. That's our passion. So we'll definitely be in the community more. Um, also, we have our two year anniversary coming up. So we will have a, a community um, um sort of party that everyone will hear a little bit more about um and we're just blessed to be in the situation to be able to help and to give back um if you anybody has any questions Mm -hmm. comments or concerns um regarding the community or what mmb is putting out there feel free to reach us at our office um 716-534-8495 um we're located at 651 Delaware Ave. I can be reached. My email address is rbergen, B-U-R-G-I-N, at mmbhomesellers.com. And we are definitely looking to grow the community. We talk about generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So the education is important. We're looking to just help more people become homeowners. And those who, there's one of the things that uh, people who have been in their homes for a long time, even whether it's a refinancing to improve your home, oh, yeah. um, we can talk to you about that and 
at least put you in this right direction because there's houses that are people have been in for 20 years they didn't think about refinancing they don't think about the equity and using the equity to invest in their homes so there's a lot that we've got mm. that we'd like to um, share Awesome. You guys are doing a, a great job in, in the community. For those who are you know, looking to buy or sell, um, I don't promote any real estate over anyone else, but I do think whatever your decision is, I would say to those who are listening is do your research, find a, a real estate agent that you, you trust, not only trust, but I think that can educate you in a way that is going to get you to your goal. And I think um, do your due diligence on that part because that is a huge piece of this because you're trusting someone to walk you through the process to guide you through the process so you can make sound decisions on um, that's going to impact you for the rest of your life so you want to make sure that you just don't go on google and say yep that's the person right. um ask them the tough questions mm-hmm. um how are they going to help you how are they going to serve you so i think that's important on um, whatever you do um and and we talked a lot about the the credit which is huge you know just be due diligent in your research um and i think that's the most important thing and and there are um real estate agents out there and especially in western new york that will be able to help you and so um we talked a lot about don't be uh fearful of thinking like oh i don't have this i don't have that and and work with somebody who's going to get you there and not just say you know what you don't have your credit score doesn't look like this so we're going to shut the door mm-hmm. um because there are some people out there so you want to be able to have honest direct conversation with individuals that's going to get you closer to your goal uh, so this is what it's all about so i will continue um i don't know if i still have a say but i i, I used to take pictures when i would see um the billboards of mmb and let me tell you why that's important because to be totally honest like i said i get encouraged by seeing african-american individuals whether you're a woman man that are visible in the community Mm -hmm. and i think like i said anybody can be a real estate anybody can be a salesperson anybody can sell you something i think the difference is when you are you take an investment to the community and i really and i say this you know like i said i'm not highlighting just one company or another but the really why i think i do this is because of the education piece Mm -hmm. our people um are usually shunned aside if they don't have enough Mm -hmm. and no one wants give them the time to say hey let me let's figure this out Mm -hmm. and if you're not ready when you come to my office i'm not helping i'm not helping you and i seen i see that happen so many you won't get the phone calls back let me do the credit check up you can't get a hold of them and that again that's one of the reasons mmb kind of formed we come from the bigger companies so we kind of see what has happened um not only to agents that look like us, mm. but also to people that's coming in for help. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you don't get the same support. Yeah. You know. So that piece is so critical. And I think um for for your company to be invested in the community. And that's why I said I I get pride when I see um other people who are invested in our people and willing to, you know, there's days that I, I do, you know, people call me for things and uh it's not about always getting paid for something. Um, and obviously we all need to eat, mm-hmm. but I think when you know the difference, you know, you use your discernment of where, okay, this is where I need to be more invested in this. And, and I, I may not get anything out of this, but the value of helping somebody. Right. It's a blessing. Yeah, blessing. it is. We say that all the time. You get so much more with it. And, that, and this is me growing to as a person. And then, uh, you know, it's just that when you give and you don't expect anything in return, it generally just comes back to without you even asking you're like man this 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 is yeah you know the 25 deals i don't worry about having to write 25 contracts yeah because i can tomorrow i can write one contract and get an offer yeah you know or something else comes so if you give and give freely and be okay with it that's why it's an earning day or a learning Mm -hmm. day period it just nothing else to you know and it's all good oh well so that's what we're going we're going to end that on the learning 
or you're earning, earning, learning. That's what I love that piece. So I want to thank everybody for listening. If you are watching uh, uh, us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, please make sure you like, make sure you share. This helps get the word out. It doesn't cost you anything to like, share, or comment. Um, if you are listening to us on the audio podcast, uh, just make sure uh, you also like, um, continue to download us um, and, and share this information. Because again, this is all about supporting each other, showcasing us, not just for our own uh, gratification, but this is about helping other people. And I think when you hear stories, because sometimes if you do see MMB signs across Western New York on, on your street or whatever, and you want to say, who's those individuals behind uh, those those signs, those billboards? Um, but there are people who are for the community. And I think um, it's important that you know the difference. Um, and so we want to thank you for, for locking into another episode of Empower 716. Until next week, peace. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.